Hey, my go-getters, Christy here. Welcome to the Misi Muse Unplugged podcast. We've got an amazing show lined up for you today. If this is your first time listening, thanks for tuning in. The Misi Muse Unplugged podcast is produced every other Friday for your enjoyment. Show information, as well as any links shared on today's episode, can be found at www.misimuse.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSSS feed, SoundCloud, or iTunes. You can also follow me on Twitter or LinkedIn. Just search for Christy Lindor or check out my blog at www.christylindor.com. Have a question about consulting? Would like to be a guest on the show? We would love to hear from you. Drop us a line at Unplugged at Gmail. That's Unplugged at Gmail. Now let's get on with today's show. You are now tuned in to the Meesey Muse Unplugged, a pop-up podcast variety show helping consultants along their journey to greatness with your host, management consultant, author, and blogger, Christy Lindor. go-getters. So in today's episode, we will be doing a segment that I call Crossroads. For those that are new to the show, Crossroads are interviews where a guest is either thinking about making a transition either in or out of consulting, and we just have a conversation about that. So with that, I am very excited to have Joan on today's show. So Joan, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Very excited. I think we're going to have a really good conversation. And, and so, Joan, before we, we get started with the interview, maybe if you could just take a moment and introduce yourself to the listeners and share with us a little bit about the type of guidance that you're seeking and the type of work you currently do today. Sure. So to date, I've been a consultant at my company for six years, and I majored in finance and thought that this was the path that I was supposed to take given all of the options out there for my degree. So I was working at my company and went through a rotational program working on various clients in the financial space and on various types of regulation. And I thought by getting the opportunity to explore different clients or different types of regulation that I would eventually find something that really sparked my interest. And with that, I also made manager last year And in my mind, it feels like a pivotal moment between when you're initially starting out your career and building a name for yourself versus when you've really committed to this profession and being who you are. So that's where I kind of am right now. And what I'm realizing is that the work that I've been doing over the past six years, I'm not sure if I really ever identified a mission or purpose associated with that. I think I focused more on this intellectually keeps me motivated, but I'm missing that sort of underlying feeling of, you know, how am I helping our society, our global environment? So to your point on Crossroads, I've been exploring different career paths. And that's not to say that I want to leave consulting completely, you know, whether there are opportunities within consulting that may have more of that focus in terms of being more focused on improving society, or that I need to completely change careers and, you know, making that decision and how to take those steps to do that. 
you know, what's interesting, Joan, about this scenario is that I actually hear it often where individuals who are in consulting, and it sounds like if you're six years in and you're now, you're recently promoted to manager, it sounds like you're probably doing, you know, really good things, high performing, you've got a really good network. And people do get to that crossroads in consulting. And I know it's actually happened to me in the past as well, where you start to question the impact of what you're doing. So I think, first of all, I commend you for being willing to question that and thinking about what does that really mean? I think sometimes we all get kind of get caught up in, in different elements or, or just get comfortable and don't, don't have those types of meaningful questions. So kudos to you for just even starting that conversation and trying to figure out what that means. Thank you. Yeah. So with that, you mentioned kind of a lot of things that I want to kind of talk about here. So six years in, now a manager, not a, you know, really looking at identifying a mission or a purpose and helping society. With that, I, I want to kind of take a step back and talk a little bit about when you mentioned you had finished school and had, you know, gotten a finance degree. And I think you, you said something along the lines of that was kind of what was expected of you in some way. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that because that sometimes, you know, that's that may, you know, the root of that decision may help help us hear out a little. You know, how did you figure out like consulting? Was it was it something you heard your classmates in school say, or is it something from your family background? Maybe give us a little context there. Yeah, so maybe it actually goes even before the career. So my dad was really pushing me to get a degree in finance. So I was actually pursuing finance and another degree at the time. And I had interned at my organization and, you know, fell in love with the people, not necessarily the work that I was doing. And I did have an opportunity to change into the program that I was going into, which made me feel a little bit better. But in terms of, you know, the path I was supposed to take, I interviewed at different organizations. And I think in terms of the fit with my personality and what I was looking for, I don't think that I necessarily fit into their organization. And so I guess I have approached the careers that I've, I, or the career that I've taken more from a, do I fit within the organization as a person? And that I will find something that piques my interest or to your point, you know, finding comfort in things that I feel that I know how to do. So your dad pushed you towards kind of the the finance degree and you went to this internship, which then you really liked the folks, not necessarily the work is kind of what I'm, I'm hearing. Okay. In that same time frame, what was some of the types of work that you did like? Did you ever have those those moments where you're like, I really like this? Was whether it was work related or not, have you had that moment yet where there was something you really liked? Yeah, I think if I can separate the content of what I'm doing from the tasks that I'm doing. So I really enjoy getting people who are from different parts of an organization to come to an agreement, especially when there's a lot of arguing and maybe confrontation. And so I really enjoy that that aspect of it, of, of really being able to get people to come together when, you know, everyone else has, everyone has their own opinions on, on how things should be. I enjoy the problem solving aspect of it as well. So, you know, how do we take this thing that 
you know, financial regulator has put out and how do we actually improve an organization through what, what is being required of them. I like the aspects and the skills associated with it, but if I take a step back and, and really look at what I'm doing or what the, the type of work that I'm doing, I think that's where I start to have a disconnect of what does this all really mean? And, you know, 10, 15 years from now, will what I'm doing really make a difference? That's very interesting. And so with that, I want to I want to jump back to another point you made on helping society and, and finding that mission. Is there a mission that you have in your mind of of how you're defining, you know, this this impact that you're looking to fulfill? So when I ask that, is it people related? Is it organizational related? Is it a specific type of industry? Like, is there something that you're like, I really would love to say, I've helped make an impact in acts. So I think the internal work that I've, I've started to get involved in has really helped me, I think actually push me to this realization that I have now of, you know, what I'm doing in my career may not necessarily be what's right for me at a full-time career. So I've been getting involved in volunteering and mentorship. I had volunteered at a all girls school teaching them financial literacy and just being able to see that impact on their lives of, you know, them not knowing even what a savings account is, for example, and knowing that I made that direct impact on their lives was something that really resonated with me. And then also, you know, this idea of diversity and inclusiveness. So, I think one of the other things that I, I really enjoy doing is how do you make teams work better? And it's really involving those aspects of diversity, inclusiveness, identifying what are people good at and what, what are their strengths, where are their weaknesses, and how do we kind of come together as a team? So I've been able to identify areas of my work right now and getting involved externally outside of my work to really identify those areas that do give me a sense of joy and a sense of passion and purpose. But I, I think only doing that in my free time or as sort of like a side point to my, you know, my day job, it's not enough for me. So it sounds like with the, the types of work that you're doing kind of in a volunteer internal initiative effort, is really starting to come in as a forefront as another opportunity, just to kind of challenge that a little. If there were other initiatives that you were involved in, did you feel like you had the same level of impact? Or did you have you noticed that it's always the theme of the mentorship, the inclusiveness work, the highest performing team type work? That's the case. Because I think sometimes, and I ask that question because sometimes when we really don't like what we're doing, the grass always seems greener on, you know, other things that we're, we're currently doing today. So, you know, is it that you found like those or have you tried other things and ultimately led you back to the fact that you really like this type of work? I'm not 100% sure. I do understand your point. And I guess one thing that I could, I could maybe relate it to is in my exploration of careers and other possibilities, you know, I've considered going down a teaching route. So okay. what would it be like to be a teacher? Because I think that does touch upon a lot of different areas that I'm interested in. And I do think in, in reading articles about, you know, the pros and cons of teaching, there may be aspects in which, you know, that 
may not necessarily be the grass is greener type of situation. So I have considered, you know, is it that the external things that I've found have just seemed slightly better than what I'm doing, or is it really something that I can I can go into? And I think that's something that I'm trying to still figure out for myself. And I guess that's where I'm also not sure of, you know, do I take the the leap of faith, identifying, you know, obviously an act like a a good opportunity, not just taking any opportunity, but something that may be more related, at least to what I think that I may be interested in to do. Today's episode is brought to you on behalf of the Misi Muse. 100 plus selected practices, unwritten rules and habits of great consultants, a book by Christy Lindor. Written in the voice of a mentor, the Misi Muse provides insights on the unwritten rules of great consultants, a perfect read for new or aspiring consultants. Christy dives into her 15 plus years of consulting experience while sharing interviews and anecdotes from over 50 consulting partners and leaders that represents thought leadership from 80% of the top 10 consulting firms in the world. Pre-sale begins shortly. Sign up at www.macymuse.com. Well, that's helpful. As you speak, I just was kind of jotting notes down and it definitely sounds like you want to do a a pivot. And one of the things that, you know, you kind of mentioned about the things you do like about consulting. So if I'm hearing you right, and if I'm, if I'm kind of recapping and, and feel free to, to, to correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like it's not necessarily the consulting because you do like working with people coming together, brainstorming the problem solving aspects, which is, you know, a lot of what we do. It's really how you're doing that and what specific areas you're doing that. Yeah. I would agree with that. And I think I've, you know, in my exploration process have tried to look into other areas. The one thing is that I, I'm still trying to find, I guess, the industry that I feel would be most impactful. So now that we've gotten that, this is really helpful context. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, I know you were talking about, okay, do you stay in consulting and do something different or do you go something, some, you know, completely different, an entire different pivot. So with that thread, is there anything in consulting today that you really don't like? So I don't know with the type of work that you're doing, Joan, are you traveling a lot? You know, the demands of the the career, you know, is any of that a problem or or you're fine with that? It's just the impact, the end result impact that's really important to you. I would definitely say that the end impact is the most important. I enjoy the people that I'm working with. I'm not really traveling, which is a pro for me. The one thing that I will say is, and I don't know if it's it's because I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling right now, but for the projects that I'm getting, and I know that this is very in line with consulting where you're being dropped into an area where you may not necessarily have the expertise. And I think I start to have a little bit of hesitation there in terms of having the feeling of being thrown into the deep end without necessarily the right support there. But at the same time, I think it's also interrelated with the idea of, you know, if I was really interested in this area and this topic, I would be more than willing to go and and learn about these new concepts. So I think it's sort of hand in hand of feeling less motivated or feeling less interested in taking the time to actually learn 
what I'm doing. I, I sometimes feel that I'm learning it for the project and then allowing it to kind of fall to the background of my mind and not necessarily want to keep it, you know, fresh in my mind. That's helpful. Now that you're, you know, you've got about six years, do you think that there's another type of role that you would be looking? So, so let's take out like the impact part of it is, do you see yourself working at any other particular type of organization? I know you mentioned teacher. I don't know if that was like a teacher at a, like in an academic space, or if it's a teacher at like a corporate corporation, maybe tell me about a little bit about what would be alternative things that you would be interested in just to kind of think that through a little. Yeah. So I really actually do like managing projects. So I have been looking into opportunities at startups specific in like youth or improving poverty as a program manager, because I think those are the types of things where I can feel connected to. I've also explored in the area of diversity inclusiveness. So a lot of organizations have either a global or a regional diversity and inclusiveness group, which focuses on how does the organization develop programs or how do they look through developing frameworks of improving their diversity and inclusiveness. So those are the main areas that I've been looking at and really focusing on the aspects of, I think it's really having to do with like either mentorship or teaming, I guess would be the, the main focuses. So it sounds like you do have a little bit of a, an idea of other areas that you would be interested in. And at a manager level, they would welcome you with open arms. <laughs> Any NGO or organization in that, that you're talking about, you know, being a program manager, you can even go in as like an entry level, like a junior executive at some of these organizations. They would love you, obviously, because you definitely have that well-rounded skill sets that they look for. What do you think is kind of stopping you from making that that leap? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's a couple of things. I think one is probably the comfort level of having been with my organization for six years and obviously not wanting to burn bridges associated with that. I guess the other part of it is because I am at a point where it's teetering between starting off my career and, you know, really moving towards this is it until I retire is sort of how I think about it in my mind. I haven't yet developed a lot of, I guess, the content knowledge associated with a lot of these other organizations. So it's, it's me needing to become comfortable with uncomfortableness, I guess, mm. willing to take the leap and say, you know, this seems like something that I'm interested in and I should just go and do it without necessarily feeling or being 100% sure that that's the direction that I want to take because I am 100% sure that this is not, at least from a content perspective, the career path that I see for myself. You know, you talk about being uncomfortable or, or the, you know, the, the kind of the unknown of that piece of it. I think we all kind of struggle with that from time to time, depending on where we are. And I think sometimes that can be like a, that can be kind of a paralyzing space to be in because you kind of end up, and I don't know if if you're like me, but I know sometimes if I feel like there's a decision, there's a decision that's pending and I just continue to prolong it for, you know, one reason or another. 
it just kind of, you know, just goes on and on and on. And, and then it gets to a point where, you know, you may make a decision, but it may not have been, you know, what you wanted it to be, but it was just something happens where you, you end up making a decision or a, you know, an opportunity presents itself in some way. Do you think if like today, if, if some, if an organization was to call you and say, Hey, Joan, we've got this amazing opportunity. We're looking for someone with your, you know, especially if you have a finance background and there it's an organization like a school or something that does, that has that type of mission. Do you think you would interview with them or you would just say, no, I would just hold off? I think I would definitely interview with them. And I think maybe if you asked me that a year or two ago, I probably would be unsure. I think at the bare minimum, I would definitely interview with them. I think the point where I haven't necessarily gotten my, the uncomfortableness too, is the actual pulling of the trigger of going and accepting the offer. I tend to want to think about it or, you know, take the time. And I, I, I understand like sometimes that's, that's the right thing to do. But at the same time, I guess having enough conviction in myself to say, yes, you explaining this job to me, this is exactly what I want. And, you know, I'll take it. And I think a lot of that does have to do with maybe me not trusting myself enough and wanting to go out for external approval of, you know, whether it's speaking with family members or friends. And, you know, in some ways, I do think that this is maybe like a unit, like it is felt universally. It's not just me. But I think that it's really needing to have to deal with that situation of I need to trust myself enough to make this decision and not worry about what others think of me making this decision. Absolutely. Hey, go-getters. Have feedback on today's show? Questions on consulting? Want to be a guest? We'd love to hear from you. Just drop us a line at mecmuseunplugged at gmail. That's mecmuseunplugged at gmail.com. You can also show us your support by downloading episodes, spreading the word to friends and family, or leaving us a review. Remember, Meesey Muse Unplugged is a pop-up podcast, which means we'll stick around as long as we continue to hear from you. Thank you for your support. Now back to today's show. And you said it very nicely, Joan. You've proven that you've gotten feedback from other people. So if we go back to the decision of a finance degree, the decision to go into consulting, you know, you did that with the consensus of others and you've proven that to be successful. I think it is being, you know, willing to trust in yourself and knowing, you know, cause you have a yearning, obviously, if you've gotten to this point where you've began to reach out to others, you're really thinking about it. It's in the top of your mind. That's your gut talking to you. You know, that's your gut saying, this is not it, Joan, <laughs> you know, as great as this is, this is not it. And I think you owe yourself the chance to figure that out. And sometimes that will be uncomfortable, but I think you're asking the right questions. And I, and, and again, I'm, I applaud you for the courage to ask them. I think it's kind of, you know, what's the next step, right? Right. So, you know, if I kind of recap where we are with this, with this conversation, I kind of see three kind of tracks, if you will, you know, I'll start with the, the one that's the most comfortable, right? Is you stay in your current role. So let's say, let's say if you don't, you know, we get off this, this call 
you go back to your world and you just continue to look at, you continue to do the volunteer work, the mentorship, you know, the diversity inclusiveness work that you've been doing on the side. And you're just kind of like looking at that, right? You know, you can continue to do that and, you know, continue to make everybody happy (laughs) with the decisions that they've helped you make. You know, the second part of that is, and this is kind of, you know, probably the least of of all is, you know, you've been at your current firm six years. You've obviously built a great brand. You have a nice foundation there, a good network. It will take like a 20% pivot to then start to, you know, continue to build up the internal initiative and the experience you have, but start to make that more open, you know, let starting letting people know that that's what you want to do and start to pivot that way, that may take a couple years, right? But you can still be in consulting and start to do that type of work over time and, and, and eventually move into that space without burning bridges, as you say. And, and I, don't think, I don't think leaving means burning bridges either. I'm, I'm going to talk about that in a second. Or you can go out there, you know, with option three and find an amazing, like, nonprofit that you will be so excited to wake up. I mean, imagine, Joan, I want you to like imagine waking up every day doing exactly the type of work that you want to do. And, you know, you've got the skills, you've obviously got the background. If you've been in this space for six years, you can, you could do any type of work, right? And imagine every day waking up totally fulfilled and really helping make a difference in the world, given the background that you've had. And that's, you know, when you think about those three scenarios, you know, what comes to mind for you? I think it's obviously the scariest, but I feel like the third option is really what I need to do. I I think for some time, I've been obviously feeling very comfortable and in, in, in staying in the role that I'm in. And to your point, of built a really good network of people. But to me, that's really just not even an option. And then to your point of, of building the internal initiative and I guess trying to make a role for myself or trying to create something for myself, I don't know if I will allow myself to do that, knowing mm. that I can very much easily just fall back into that comfort zone. And so it almost feels like because I haven't had previously this, I guess, this sort of feeling of leaving something and just starting something completely new. Like I went from my internship and working in the same organization into my full time. So I really haven't given myself the opportunity to feel what it is to be uncomfortable in the sense of starting new and fresh and really looking for opportunities that fit what will give me more of a sense of purpose. And honestly, I feel like if it's scary, and I'm sure I'm not the first person to tell you this, Joan, but if if it scares you, chances are that's probably where you need to head to really kind of go to the next level. Because this is your heart and your your head that's kind of talking to you right now, and it's it's going to keep talking loudly, and it's gonna you're going to keep being put in scenarios and different things that's going to continue to kind of lead you towards that direction. And but only ultimately you have to make the choice you know, and decide anything else kind of comes to mind as you, you think about, about like what, you know, sounds like the choice is obvious, right? You, you know, you kind of made it like anything else comes to mind for you at this point. 
No, I, I, I mean, I think this was really helpful. And I, I just think about, you know, other friends that I've had in, in the same or similar position as me. I think it's, it's very easy for, I guess I'm, I'm taking the time to look at myself from an external perspective rather than allowing the fears that I kind of have <laughs> internally dictate what I'm doing. And so I think it's just continuously focusing on if I were to be speaking with a friend or with someone else, would I be saying the things that I'm saying to them? Or would I, what would be my opinion if it were someone else that wasn't me? Yeah, no, we, we're always good at giving advice that we need to take ourselves. <laughs> I know, I know I am. And I think, I think one, a part of that is, I think you owe it to yourself, Joan, you know, you've done everything everyone else has said. I think it's time that you listen to yourself and listen to your inner voice. And I think actually it's it's not that it's not listen. I think you are listening to your inner voice now. I think it's, it's kind of taking the next step and actually activating it. Right. And there's always going to be discomfort when you're growing. It is uncomfortable. I think we all experience that in some way. And I think one thing you mentioned about not burning bridges, you've built up this background and you just tell people like, look, I know you've been super supportive of my career. I really want to get more into something, you know, into, into whether it's nonprofit or whatever. It is. I want to do something that is, you know, it, it really, you know, is really impactful for me. It's really meaningful for me. I don't think there is no one, I don't care what the partner, what the practice, what firm, there's no one that can like take that away from you and to take away your joy. Like all they can do is support it. Like there's nothing no one can do about that. If anything, they would love to see and support your organization. You know, a lot of consulting firms, they partner significantly with, with a lot of nonprofits and, and there is kind of that private public sector partnerships that take place. You never know where it can go. So it's not like this is the end, right? You know, it's actually can just be the beginning of something even more fruitful that you can take your breadth of experience and the breadth of your network to really drive impact in an organization for, for people's lives. So I think sometimes thinking of it that way, you know, may help you like look at it differently because burning bridges is, you know, to me, I, like I can see people like thinking burning bridges, like if you go to like a competitor and go and do exactly what you're doing right now and you go do it somewhere else or, or something in that effect, I can see people taking offense. But if it's to go and do meaningful work out in the world and make an impact, like, I don't know who wouldn't, who wouldn't support someone wanting to do that. Like, I just don't see that. So all that to say, I think follow your dreams. You know, you've you've obviously done great things. You're a manager six years in, which is awesome. I think it's time to fly. <laughs> I think it's time to fly, Joan. Yeah, I definitely agree. <laughs> Even as I say that, like what's going on in your mind right now is as we as we say, like we're talking about this right right this second. Well, I've been, you know, I've obviously been thinking about this for a couple of months or actually, you know, more than a couple of months, probably half a year and going back and forth thinking, is this really what I want? Or is this not really what I want? Like, what is it? And I, I think that's caused me a lot of anxiety. And I think this is probably the first time where I've actually felt a little peaceful with my decision and just reminding myself, you know, to, to really focus on, what I believe is true and to hear what people are saying, but 
to acknowledge that that's their opinion and they have their own life to lead and can make those decisions. But this is the life that I want to lead. And that's it. (laughs) I mean, that that's it. It's your life, right? Every day you wake up uncomfortable. It's another day you go to sleep uncomfortable in your own skin. Right. You know, and I think if, you know, if you think about it that way, I think you have nothing to, there's like nothing to lose. And what's amazing about consulting, which is different from other industries is that even if you leave, you can always come back. You can always go back into the space and you can actually, what's interesting is that, cause you say you're not completely closed off to consulting. You can go out, do the impact, do the type of work you want, gain the experiences in like the DNI and the mentorship space and come back doing that type of consulting work. Like that's a possibility right. too. So I feel like there's a lot of possibilities. Like, you know, don't leave them on the table. I think you've got a lot if you just let yourself do that leap. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I wish you the best of luck, Joan. I know this is probably one of many other conversations, but I hope I hope this is going to steer you towards the right you know, direction for where you want to go. No, it's definitely been very helpful. And I thank you so much for allowing me to come on here and to speak with you as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we would love to have you back on the show in the future and you know, give us an update on what you've decided. But again, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. And go-getters, if you have a question or just want another opinion about your path in consulting, drop us a line at Unplugged at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. And here's to your journey to greatness. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This pop-up podcast was inspired by my upcoming book, The Misi News, 100 Plus Selected Practices, Unwritten Rules, and Habits of Great Consultants. I have people asking me over the last year many questions about this book, but the one question that comes up constantly is, Christy, you have such a demanding career. How did you find time to write this book? And honestly, the answer is simple. I really sought to become the mentor that I wish I had earlier in my career. In the beginning of my career, I didn't have many mentors, um, mental maps of what success really looked like, and I really struggled with that in, in a lot of different ways. But what's nice about struggles is that I overcame them. I grew stronger, more competent, and I'm so excited where I am today in my career. I I just want to share, you know, what I've learned and be able to help you. And so I wrote the book, you know, with my years of experience, but I also had an opportunity, an amazing opportunity to connect with over 50 or so consulting partners and leaders across the industry, sharing their stories, their antidotes, their resources on how you could be a great consultant yourself. So do me a favor, pick up your phone right now, go to www.mecnews.com. If you scroll down, you'll see a little box to sign up for uh, the book pre-sale notification, go ahead and sign up for it. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback on uh, my book as well as the podcast. So thanks again for listening and here's to your journey to greatness.